you are listening to Just Thinking Out Loud. listening to Just Thinking Out Loud, the podcast where the nerdy black chicks talk about news, politics, entertainment, pop culture, current events, and of course, general ratchetness. I am the She Be at She Be Show Nuff on Twitter, and I'm here with my co-host and my fam, Abuja Rising. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back to the show. Welcome back. What? Why does it say it's going live? Don't matter. I'm recording. <laughs> My, going. Yeah, my um screen froze. Okay, there we are. My screen froze. Oh, Lord. We don't need these there. issues. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. Struggle cast. Again, again. Uh, uh, as you could probably guess, we had issues getting started. So we're just going to go ahead and move on into this thing. How can you find us on the social media? You can, again, follow me on Twitter at SheBeShowNuff. Check out our Facebook page, uh, the Nerdy Black Chicks Talk Radio Show, and Bougetto Rising can be found where? You can find me on the Facebook at Bougetto Rising, and you can also find me on Instagram at Bougetto Rising. If you follow me, I will follow back, and as people have seen, I will like your pics, so follow me. So what have you liked recently on your page? Oh, so... Did you see, remember I inboxed you about the young little Jamaican boy trainer? Yes. So I follow him on Instagram now. He knows all the celebrities. I don't know if he was on Ellen already, but he's got pictures with Ellen, Carmelo Anthony. I love this little boy. So that that's what I'm into right now. <laughs> yeah, you, you sent that to me and I was like, you know, I really should be motivated. But right now I feel like shit. I've got this four year old. <laughs> who's got a far better attitude towards life than I do and I'm supposed to feel good about myself right now I'm supposed to be motivated no I feel even worse now I'm just like you're supposed to be the shark be the shark not the fish I said I'm gonna be the shark are you the shark starting next month (laughs) (laughs) oh man guppy guppy you're a guppy (laughs) Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so we're just gonna go ahead and dive right into this thing. Why? Because if we don't, we'll be talking about bullshit forever. Right. And we have to start with some local news because um, the Freddie, all the trials around the Freddie Gray case is done. And we had already said it. If you couldn't get the van driver. Might as well yeah. drop the charges. Shortly after we said that, charges were dropped. Yeah. Um, people were asking for her to call in for her to do it for a while. Um, and finally, she put an end to the misery on July 27th. And was a was it the 26th or the 27th? Mm, Either way, she put an end to the remaining um, trials. She dropped all the remaining charges because, like you said, if you couldn't get the van driver which is pretty much the biggest deal in the whole case you couldn't get anybody and she finally 
just felt like that was the end and she came out she did a press conference and dropped all the charges which I can say and I I don't want to gloat because I'm sure most of America especially black America was like what the hell you know I saw tweets from different celebrities saying well you know I guess he killed himself then no justice I never I never thought there was a case for murder anyway so I was personally happy about this and I'm fed up I'm I'm tired like I'm so sick of us catching these L's and even if this wasn't the same case as say um, Trayvon Martin or Michael Brown or Eric Garner the fact that nobody's found at all culpable for what happened if you're saying he died in the back of the van then somebody should have been held to some sort of accountability for what happened I don't know if it meant meant it, it the depraved heart murder like i i knew that was a stretch the moment that she said it some sort of negligence like we can't even we can't even get like negligence as far as a charge or something and and we just keep getting these l's back to back to back and while i didn't think that this was going to be the case that finally gave black america that big sigh of huh finally like it's still frustrating to have another loss that we can't yeah. do anything about yeah and um you know i i understand that so it's kind of like you can't really celebrate well i can celebrate of course uh, a lot of police you know friends of mine everybody was elated by it so you see people who were facing murder charges that you personally know and personally know that their lives were going to be fucked if they were sent to prison for murder which I didn't personally think they should have been you know so you want to celebrate that but at the same time as a black person I get it it's like one after the other after the other there is no justice in any cases so I'm holding out hope for the cases coming up in October for um what is the guy's name in South Carolina or something is it South Carolina where the uh the officer is in jail on murder charges for shooting him in the back uh Walter Scott what's his name yeah Walter Scott well, his the officer that killed him is in jail pending trial. To me, that's the clearest cut. Maybe they might. I don't see how they can acquit him. But um, but with this, it was just bad charging by Marilyn Mosby from beginning to the end. I think that to me, it's either inexperience or, like I thought, a political motive. All these charges came out, and she was the champion of the city when her husband was running for mayor. And it fell through, and I either that was poor planning on her part, inexperience on her part, whatever it was, she really, really, really went to some charges I don't think you could have proved even with the best prosecutors. Or ex- not that she's not good, but, I mean, experience. She just, just really mischarged these guys, and I think that's her own fault. And then to watch her in the news cycle after, which is interesting because – this week was the DNC's convention when the charges were dropped. Um, Stephanie, Stephanie, uh, forever beaten laid was the, I guess the gavel woman or the secretary of the DNC's convention thingy, mm-hmm. the DNC's convention. And so she was, you know, just on prime time. They interviewed her, and you know, I think that she gave a very measured response to it, and she thought that even though this wasn't justice, this was a big step towards transparency and actually seeing officers charged. Um, but then you have Marilyn Mosby giving like this another ranting interview 
or press conference where she basically indicts the whole police department all over again she said the reason she lost her case is basically you have a bunch of crooked cops she even blames the judge and i thought that you know you can tell a lot about somebody by how they lose and not to say that she shouldn't have felt personal about it because this was probably the biggest case of her career but she was just she just seemed so out of control like it's like she never thought through her statements just like she didn't think through the charges and she just comes out and she just spits out whatever she wants to say and i was just like it's just look it's a bad look i i, I wasn't a fan again yeah i mean i gotta agree with you there I, i'm sorry that this wasn't a te- the trials weren't televised so that you could see okay was there enough evidence did she give a case that was you know, that was strong enough all we can get is what we're finding out after the fact and then we all have our own opinions about what was going on, but we didn't see what happened in the courtroom. So I don't know if they'll release transcripts or what will happen. But what you said the last time we talked about it, about the judge is somebody that you would have expected to get a conviction, yeah. at least one conviction from this particular judge, who yeah. even he had to say, wait a second, it's just not enough evidence. Her lack of experience... And perhaps she did have, she does have some sort of, um, she has a political agenda or she aspires to uh, do something in politics. I don't know, but it's just, it, it was just a mess. It was, it's, it was a mess. And I mean, it's like, you're glad it's over with, but I just really wish that there was some sort of different outcome that people could have something to hold on to. Yeah. It, it just was bad and it was such a baltimore situation that we just have like the most bizarre random shit that happens to us and it's just like it's never script it's never by the book it's never the typical situation um freddie gray's mom and, and stepfather were at the press conference and i don't know if you caught what his mother had to say but uh God it was just mm. it kind of just sums up our city and not not completely but his mother people have said i don't know for a fact because i don't know this woman that she's a, a known drug addict and listening to her speak obviously she's grieving the loss of her son but then she she calls marilyn mosby moses and she's like you know i'm gonna follow moses to the end of the earth and it's just like <sighs> like you can't even get that right like we're just so not everything was just just off just the whole case in general the reactions the people i'm just kind of glad that it's over hopefully we can move on um the police wagons they got all new police wagons they're fitted with cameras in the back i think that's a great idea i think it's going to show and i and i wish just for the cameras i wish for the cameras because we've got cameras in baltimore city too now and people are being fitted as we speak and more police officers are going to get them as the years go on but i wish that people can see there's like i wish there was like a live feed for the cameras so people can actually see what goes on and what police have to deal with so people could actually get a look at yeah if there's a bad cop doing some bad shit you're caught on camera but also look at the fact that this shit is not easy that people do not sit in the wagon and just sit there calmly a lot of people do act a complete donkey so i think that having the cameras is good for that like i think that there's going to be a perspective where you can see how people really act yeah I mean, and that's what, that's the whole point of the cameras anyway, is for the, the the safety of the officers, safety 
of the the citizens that are when they are arrested so you can have a record and account an accurate account of what's going on so if nothing else the fact that there are now cameras in the van yeah you know that there's something that came out of it but i don't know well and the parents got 6.5 million i mean they probably ended up with three if that but yeah, I mean, but the, I guess the problem is, is that, you know, the, the, the people of Baltimore shouldn't have to keep comping when things happen. Like, if something went wrong, then accountability, fine. Of course, they're going to get paid, but it's just not enough. We, we're, we're not like, you can't just keep buying us off and then saying, okay, well, you got your justice and that's it. And I think that's yeah. where a lot of people are having a lot of problems. It's almost like we are... Uh, like I said before, like we're borrowed property. If if we get damaged, hurt, killed, whatever, pay it off. But there's got to be like we're people, and so when people get hurt, there has to be some sort of criminal accountability. Well, and 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 then I agree with you. But in a, in a case like this, where there were no, you could not prove it, then I don't think they should have paid. I think they should withhold these payments, like you said. I don't think we should be giving everybody money. I 100% agree with that. Baltimore City settles all the time, regardless of whether there's proof or not. I've said this before. This whole what at the beginning, they give out money to anybody. They don't even investigate. If you say Baltimore City officer pushed me on the ground, I want to get paid. If you're willing to take it to court, they don't want to go to court, so they end up paying. So the citizens of Baltimore pay for that stuff, regardless of whether the person is lying or not. So in a case like this, where you did not prove that any officer did anything wrong, yes, he did, um, but there was no proof of anything, I don't think they should have got that 6.5. I think that should have been held to the end to see what happened with it. Mm-hmm. In which case, they could have taken it to a civil case and probably would have gotten it there anyway. Well, I mean, after this... We now, like you said, I'm interested to see what proof. I didn't think there was any proof anyway. I think that the uh, there should be an investigation. What I think is coming out of it is what happened to come up to the charges. I think everybody involved with that should be investigated. I think the medical examiner should be investigated. I'd like to know where she came up with a homicide as opposed to a an accident or something like a car accident death because that's what it was to me. I mean, all, all we have none of the officers being, there's no guilt or proof of any kind of violence, physical violence. Like, his body was untouched. Nobody beat him. The death occurred inside the wagon. So if you can't prove that anybody beat him to death, he had to die as a result of that transportation. And if that's the case, it's a car accident. In which case, then, if he was, a, if it was, he should have been, and we could go back and forth, you and I could do that, because we've done it before, about should ha, should he have been restrained, and could he have been restrained? If they were able to get him out to, uh, what, the, to, to strap him up again, they secured him a little bit more, but they should have strapped him in, and maybe, again, that's, maybe that's, the negligence could have been found there, if not a murder charge, but... I, the, the, I don't know how she tried to that's the most frustrating yeah. thing is that it wasn't yeah. televised so I don't know did she bring up the point that maybe somebody should have been strapped in was that going to be considered into the in, in the case at all or was it just so focused was she so focused on getting that I murder charge that anything else just wasn't going to be good enough and that, and you know what? And I think we said, I said this in the beginning. I think that if anything you're going to prove, you're going to be able to prove vehicular manslaughter. Right. And if you wanted to start from there and say, okay, well, this is a car accident. If you're driving your kid's 
best friends in the car and you crash the car for whatever reason or you turn left and right and that kid breaks his neck okay you are held responsible you're the driver if you want to do that i'm all for it and i said it I think Caesar Goodison is a good man. I don't think he had any intent to murder Freddie Gray. None of them did that day. He was shackled, handcuffed, jumping around in a moving vehicle. If your duty is to make sure he's secure and get him from A to B, he died in your custody. You're responsible. Okay, I can buy that. But to make it seem like there was some malicious intent, these officers want to kill this man? Nah, that's not what happened. Yeah, and that was just going to be too hard to prove when she you said can, it. Yeah, and you had to prove that, and she couldn't. And that's what I say. I, I say people, uh, law enforcement, everybody's calling for her. Even Donald Trump weighed in and said she should prosecute herself like a dumbass. He sounds so stupid. Anyway, but it was just you. If you look at it, it's like why did she go so high with something that you? If you looked at it, and, and everybody's like, well, where's the independent investigation? She said she did. Now they're saying that there was never any independent investigation done. So they're trying to figure out what made her come to these charges. And I'm curious to know what made her do what she did. To me, it was political. I think it was just political. And it's a shame because it took the city of Baltimore. It took pretty much the country to this fucking roller coaster ride. That I think that if you had some prudent, responsible prosecution from the beginning, you could have got vehicular manslaughter. You could have got neglect on somebody. You know, you could have done that. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Just, but nonetheless just went <laughs> way too big for what you had it just wasn't that clean cut and dry there was no video the, to dispute any of it i mean you've had witnesses you had the other witness the uh, the other guy that was on the other side but he didn't see what was going on so it was like ev- everything was so so cloudy it was so murky that it, there was just no clean case and i don't know i mean i I'm 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 not feeling a way that they're really coming for her, trying to get her disbarred and everything. I think that's just ridiculous. But it's funny um, because I was reading that um, the officers are finding that the prosecutors it, it's frustrating them because the prosecutors seem to be um, protected in a way that you can't really come for them when they um, for malicious prosecution and get justice. Like, well, that's what regular citizens have been saying about police officers who is shooting people unarmed arresting them without cause and we can't seem to get any of those so it's 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 something now to see that now that they're trying to get justice for their situation that they're getting frustrated because oh my god the prosecutor is protected well you're right and i, I you know that's just the, the, the what it is you know i i feel horrible for alicia white the black female sergeant rookie sergeant comes out the gate church going baltimorean always on the right side of the law she's got her mugshot known across the world now where she go from there she was suspended this whole time without pay she was the one she didn't arrest this guy she did call for a medic she was charged with murder her face plastered everywhere her life ruined because of it now should she be should, she's one of the people who's suing Marilyn right now is anything going to come of it probably not because like you said she, the prosecutor isn't that's her job to prosecute people she feels are guilty of whatever crimes it's it just I, I just this whole situation is just was bad from the jump and I, I just there was no win there's no win on either side I don't think no it wasn't going to so like you said we I guess we just hold our breath for the next case and see what happens there Mm-hmm. All right, we want to take a quick break. 
why do I always struggle with that? We're going to take a quick break and we'll be back on the other side. Be accommodating. Smile. Be polite. Slouch a little when they see you. Confidence scares them. Be gentle. Eyes low. No sudden movements. Don't have objects like squares and rectangles in your pockets. Do not reach for your wallet. Why'd you run? You got something to hide? Keep that rap music low. You may be shot for it. Be seen and not heard. Do not fit the description. Your hair is loud just like you. Keep it tamed and hushed down. Let them touch it when they ask. Get relaxers. Pressed down. Shaking together. Running over. You wear your hair straight so why can't they get braids? Dreads. Afros. Do not cry. Do not break rules. Do not have accidents or get into arguments. And wear bright clothing. Let the other guy have the stronger handshake. Do not tell white friends you're on scholarship. Do not watch Roots. Stay away from Ancestry.com. You, you won't, won't find, find what, what you're, you're looking, looking for. for. Be regular. Be good. Cross, Cross to the, the other, other side of the street so they don't have to. Do not smoke. Do not drink. Do not have sex. We, we have, have enough, enough of you. you. Do not throw up sideways peace signs. It looks too much like a gang sign. You, you are, are a gang, gang sign. sign. Don't be a statistic. Don't be a baby daddy. Don't date outside your race. Your own people will consider you a sellout anyway. What? You're not strong enough to handle a black woman? Do not build empires. Do not build things exclusively for the betterment of your race. That's reverse racism. Do you hear me, boy? Speak when I'm talking to you, son. Speak when you pass me on the street. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Go, go straight, straight to, to jail. jail. Do not express yourself. Or walk around Walmart with a Walmart gun. Do not wear hoodies. Or walk in white neighborhoods in Texas, Arizona, Florida. Bike the bullets. Why are you shooting yourself? Why are you shooting yourself? Why, Why are you people always shooting yourselves? In the chest while handcuffed. Do not raise your hands in class. You'll just be another Negro without answers. Light skins, be proud that you are comfortable black. Your ambiguity so interesting. Wait, but my melanin has meaning. It is profound. Dark skin so greedy. It, it gobbles up nouns, thoughts so tangled. Look what it did to my hair, reaching to the sky at all angles, praying that you don't shoot. I, I've always been black, but I didn't always know it. I guess it's because I didn't have, have a thinner, thinner nose. nose. Have smaller lips. Be lighter. Unless you're Lupita Nyong'o. Be, be Lupita, Lupita Nyong'o. Nyong'o. Have narrow hips. Be Wayne Brady. White people love Wayne Brady. He makes Brian Gumble look like Malcolm X. Do not quote Malcolm X. Do not read for fun. Do not own a gun. Let, Let your, your non-black friends say nigger. Pretend it doesn't bother you. If their women fear for their lives, that's great. If their women fear for their lives, of their children even better. Be small. Your dark frame casts a very large shadow. Do not be 6'4", 292 pounds. Kinky follicles curled into grenades. Don't, Don't you know, know that black bodies are weapons? Don't, Don't you know they have weapons? And we are back. So, of course, we're going to talk about these national conventions that the wrapped up last week. Um, guess we can start with the Republican National Convention. Mm-hmm. It was trash. Next. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was the Republican National Convention was a horror movie um, shot and filmed and funded by hillbillies. And <laughs> they couldn't. <laughs> They couldn't afford good cameos from any real celebrities, so they drug out fucking Scott Bale from whatever rehab center or rock he was hiding under, and the guy from Dust Dynasty. <laughs> it was bad. It was really, really fucking bad. Yeah, yeah like it was him, uh, uh, Antonio Sabato, Anthony Sabato. What does he go by now? I don't know. Um, 
and the and the chick that plays Sheila on the Young and the Restless. I don't know how many of y'all like, watch the Young and the Restless, but she was she was she was a crazy bitch on the show. So they brought somebody on that always played a crazy bitch on whatever show she's been on to speak. Mm-hmm. Like I'm sorry, I'm watching the whole thing and I'm watching crazy Sheila speaking for Donald Trump. Not good. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> So the first night was the big was supposed to be the big reveal of Melania Trump. Oh yeah. Oh my god. That epic big fail. <laughs> so I'm watching it and I'm like, okay, so it wasn't really done. It looked like it was done produced by like a, a community college audio and visual tech class did this entire production and it didn't it wasn't horrible horrible but it was like eh, math this ain't really that good so when melania comes out and she she reads her speech she didn't stutter she didn't stumble she did okay considering this isn't what she does she still looked like a robot up there and that wasn't cool but whatever I watched the thing to the end and i'm on twitter and all of a sudden i see something pop up and that's when I started seeing that she had plagiarized a speech <laughs> from the first lady, Michelle Obama, from the 2008 Democratic Convention. And I said, how the hell does this kind of thing happen? You, you, you couldn't even plagiarize a Republican speech? <laughs> right why right why did you do this so whoever wrote the speech for her was like uh well you know she told me some things that she really liked she really likes the the first lady really admires her so i wrote some things down it's like no you didn't just write some things down honey you found that speech yeah and you copied and pasted and switched a couple of words now of course the republican part the um uh, the Trump campaign were like first of all they tried she said that she wrote it herself with little help yeah then then they doubled down and said well mm, the Obamas don't know words mm-hmm. they can't copyright all the words but it's not like it's not the words that we had a problem with it was the entire passage you can't take an entire <laughs> passage and say he doesn't own words come on now <laughs> Oh, this is what made me mad about it. This is what made me really mad. At first I was laughing, and then I got pissed off about the situation. Because throughout the night it was funny as shit. Like, everybody was joking, I was joking, I was laughing, having a good time. But then I was thinking, this motherfucker, Donald Trump, has a 50-50 shot at being President of the United States. For him to be so trifling, like, number one, his wife is not a public speaker. Like I said on my Facebook page, follow me, Facebook, Bougetta Rising. Um, she sounds like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Beautiful woman. <laughs> she has been in America for 20 years. Accent still thick as hell, like she fresh off the boat. And she's very stiff, and, you know, that's just her thing. That's what she does. So, obviously, she was going to be scared. Obviously, this was going to be something hard for her to do. So, if I'm Donald Trump, and this is the opening night, no less, of my fucking grand debut as the nominee, and my wife is the headliner, I'm making sure her speech is the shit. 
I'm like, look, I mean, I need some writers from the best fucking television show shit. Give me Barack Obama's writer from his 2008 run. Like, give me the best motherfucker. I'm a billionaire, right? I can afford it. Give me the best. This motherfucker, it seemed like he hired, like, a college the eighth student. grade debate team. <laughs> like, even college students know that they can run a fucking speech through this thing, I guess, and they can check if your shit, you have quotes, if you've stolen quotes. Even they know that. But the fact that you hired a speechwriter who didn't know to verify the shit, and then you didn't steal from a, a first lady from 15, 20 years ago. You stole from the very motherfuckers you guys hate and diss on a daily basis who's still in the White House. Go back and steal fucking Lady Bird's speech. Nobody will remember that shit. Nobody knows. You go and get Michelle Obama who's still in the fucking White House. You still plagiarize her shit. I mean, how lazy and trifling do you have to be and you're running for president? You did your wife like that? Now she's a fucking laughing stock and she got the Michael Jordan face? Like... That's horrible that he didn't even look out for his wife like that. And he, you, we want to trust him with the United States of America? Fuck no. He's like, you ain't even got your wife's back. No. When your wife gets a Michael Jordan crying face, it's a wrap for her. Right. Like, dang, dang. And she of, was drug. <laughs> and, of course, they were like, this. Um, Hillary Clinton's people are the ones that make it a big deal. Like, no, Hillary Clinton's people didn't have nothing to do with it. Doing it. Jared Hill, who is mm-hmm. a podcast host, a journalist, Ooh. and an interior designer, mm-hmm. figured the shit out. Yep. Your speech people didn't think that it was going to... Regular folks... And, and I was wondering, I'm like, what was it about that speech that stood out? And then after hearing that it was plagiarized... I do remember, thinking back, I do remember the part about your word is your bond. It's not something that you hear very often. Yeah. It's not something you hear yeah. very much, especially in a speech. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, she got dragged for that. They doubled down. Did she? Yeah. They doubled down as usual. Oh, no, that's not what happened. We didn't. And then Donald Trump Jr. Going to try mm-hmm. to say that President Barack Obama ripped from his speech now that was funny <laughs> and the line only one, to find out his shit was ripped from Barack <laughs> this, and this is what I can't stand about lazy entitled rich motherfuckers I hate it like you you guys are so entitled that you don't even bother to you think your shit is the shit and you don't even bother to look at anything else that's going on like they live in such a bubble um, other than her speech, the thing that sticks out to me about and speaking to these motherfuckers and Donald Trump's son is the fact that this bitch said in his speech, um, the, um, how is it, the son of a billionaire is just as comfortable working on a caterpillar than, and just, and driving in my own cars. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, motherfucker, you were on the construction site because your daddy was building the fucking building. You were there for play play. Everybody else there was there depending on a check to turn on the fucking lights. If anybody, if you stayed there for probably five minutes playing on the construction materials and then leaving. Everybody else there, they were there working hard as shit, probably minimum wage to get the shit together so that they could feed their kids. 
it's insulting that he would even pretend like, oh, I started working at 14 on my daddy's boat. Of course you were working at 14 on your daddy's boat. Was it really work? <laughs> Is it work to go sit on your daddy's lap and help turn the steering wheel and then go back out? It's insulting to even pretend like you know what the common man is going through. And I, I was like, these motherfuckers are so arrogant. So the whole Barack stole my speech thing, it just falls into line of these arrogant ass motherfuckers. I can't say it. I came away from the convention hating them more than right. I already did. And right. that was hard because I really disliked them before. You already didn't like them. And now All he's right. trying to pull off this whole blue-collar billionaire thing. And like you said, he's I'm four, I was 14 and working on my day. You mean to tell me you were guaranteed a job? You were guaranteed an opportunity to get experience. Guaranteed. A lot of teenagers don't have that. And you were learning something so that you could take over and do what you're doing now. It's not like if he just said that he had been working at McDonald's when he was 14, Hmm. then maybe I could be like, okay, this is a pretty interesting, relatable origin story. But that's not what it was. And like you said, it wasn't work work that he was doing. He was there hanging out. When your Come daddy on, owns the project and is, is in charge of building a building, you're not fucking working. Right. You're not out there. You didn't arrive on the site at 7.30 a.m. with your construction boots and your fucking lunch pail. No. You drove in there late in the afternoon, jumped on fucking one of the toys or the construction thingies to play with it. Exactly. The thingies to play with it and left. You probably were there for all of maybe 35 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and meanwhile, and it's insulting, and this is the thing that pisses me off. They're so out of touch. It's insulting when people there that work, because construction is very hard labor. When you're building these these massive projects like Donald Trump likes to do, this is hard fucking labor. When you have people that are out there working, a, a lot of these um, construction jobs, they try to find as cheap a labor as they can mm-hmm. find. These people aren't getting paid top dollar. So for you to act like you're comparing yourself to these people, like you're in the same group, when you dust off your boots and jump in your fucking Lamborghini, get the fuck out of here, man. Nobody wants to hear that. Like, it was, to me, it was really insulting. And for all those ignorant-ass Republicans that say Donald Trump is speaking for them, like, Donald Trump Jr. wouldn't even look your fucking way. Like, you guys would never speak or cross paths in regular life. And for you to follow this person and idolize this person who doesn't know what it's like to work every day for their parents to work hard every day. My God, Donald Trump said he started his career with a meager loan of a million dollars from his daddy. These people don't know what work is. Not at all. And let's be real, when you were talking about construction worker and work and how hard it is, um, you've got a lot of undocumented people working in construction. That's a reality. You've got a lot of under the table workers. You do. They're you getting do. you got a lot of people who are getting paid under the table. I know my husband, he is a blue collar man. Construction. Mm-hmm. So I know mm-hmm. they're not coming in there making fifteen, they're twenty, twenty five dollars an hour. I worked at a um, staffing agency. I worked at a staffing agency, and then I was an account man- manager at one. And to me, and this is some, I'm glad, I'm grateful for these experiences I had. They, they were hard when I left the police department. 
um I had to work hard and I had to get different jobs doing different shit and I was an account manager at a temp agency and a lot of these construction sites hire from these um, temp agencies a lot of temp agencies hire guys who are just coming home from jail who don't have they don't have the ability to get different jobs different places so they're coming in getting paid the least amount of money because they're desperate for work and they're working hard ass labor at these construction sites we'll bust we'll this is what we do we get these guys who just came home from jail who needs a job and i applaud them for trying to work we put them on a site and people i've been upset about the minimum wage and maybe we'll talk about that on another show but minimum wage in maryland is 875 right now and so we will pay men who are 35 29 45 with children we'll pay them eight seventy five eight dollars and seventy five cents an hour to work from fucking six o'clock in the morning on at these construction sites half of them don't have boots they don't have transportation they're coming home they're walking away with with basically a two hundred dollar check at the end of the fucking week and they're working hard so for you donald trump jr who's a billionaire's baby to act like you know you understand the struggle no you don't Mm -mm. you don't understand the struggle at all because it's hard to be up in the morning with these guys giving them hard hats and then these how these temp agency works is they'll give you a hard hat they'll take it out your check they'll give you the best they'll take it out your check so you're already back you you're starting in your job at a debt and that's what these construction sites hire they're not making 15 20 dollars now like people think not a lot of them some of them the ones who have unions some of them who are coming from but a lot of these people in these sites are not getting paid shit and their jobs are dangerous donald trump jr donald trump senior were not on a scaffold at uh 50 feet up in the air placing windows in you aren't doing that Nope. You weren't doing heavy lifting. You weren't doing anything that could endanger you up on these cranes and stuff. Oh my God. It's like I look and I see some of these people out here on these they're up on these lifts. Mm-hmm. So high up in the air. And then my husband, he would have to have a um he would be on the the scaffold and he'd have to have a harness and anything in case he fell. Mm. Mm. to build your building and then you turn around and file bankruptcy and don't even pay half the people that you owe who built the shit but we're supposed to buy this whole thing where you can relate to the small businessmen you can relate to the blue collar workers you don't even pay your debts you want mexico to build a wall you want everyone that is in nato to pay what they owe or else we're going to back out and not support them but you don't even pay your debts. exactly but you're 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 like the common man fuck out of here nobody's trying to hear that no it, it came across to me as ingenuine it came across as smug and arrogant it was like a joke and i was like you know are you guys fucking serious I don't know. I just don't know. And you've got all of these people who are eating up everything he says. They're yeah. eating up this whole, oh, I'm going to bring jobs back from Mexico. You're sending the work to Mexico so you can get your stuff sewn, so you can sell it back over here and sell it internationally. You are bringing in foreign workers, and then when you're done with them, you send them back home. 
and you're selling your supporters on this bad bill of goods talking about oh i'm gonna bring jobs back how and why would you when you're benefiting from the the situation the way that it is now Mm. this is why i said all these people who are so gung-ho about him being a businessman he is a businessman now for some reason you think that's better than a politician it's really not he's no different than that sleazy lawyer who's trying to cheat people out of their money he's no better than that sleazy car dealer who's trying to sell you a a freaking lemon those are businessmen too and they've got these bad reputations for how they they provide bad customer service and rip people off do you think that a businessman can't be a terrible leader just because he's not a politician it's the same thing it's about selling you on something they really have no intentions on making good on because at the end of the day they need to figure out how they're going to be able to benefit from it first and if you're dumbass living in your trailer or just living in your regular single family home, making your $10 an hour, $8 an hour, supporting Trump because he's a businessman, don't think he won't sell you out to make sure he's, he will sell his entire country out in order to make sure that his pockets are lined. Stop yep. being stupid. Yeah. So basically, you know, it was it was just a, a, a crazy, you know, it was the whole the whole thing was crazy. They were selling the gloom and doom ticket. Oh my god, and... the boogeyman speech. That's <laughs> yeah. what I called it. I was like, can we just call his acceptance speech the boogeyman speech? Because everything was basically. Yeah. And then they heard a voice. Who <laughs> took my hairy toe? And all the Trump supporters like. <gasps> And he said it. He said, I alone can solve the problems of the country, which was crazy as hell. When I heard him say it, I was like, wow. Wow. First of all, and honestly, I had to turn it off. I was at work when it was going on and I was walking around doing my rounds and I would stop in a certain room and watch it then I got down where I had the TV to myself his speech was like 75 minutes long yeah I I was like oh I can't even sit through this I had to like leave come back he was still talking I left again people were like yo I drove home from work he was still talking (laughs) I was like this is just some unscripted bullshit here like it was just whack like the whole thing was crazy um basically rnc sucked you know the music sucked the entertainers and celebrities sucked melania plagiarized donald sold his same bullshit and the people who wanted him oh but i will say this gotta point out the fact that some republicans did try to say start a little coup which i applaud them for there were some never trump people there who were trying to do whatever they had to do last minute even though it didn't work it made for some bad optics for the republican party and it gave me hope because i'm thinking right now i'm like donald trump really does have a shot at this is despite the fact that i don't want that to be true he does have a shot at this but then seeing the fact that, that so many republicans don't want him I was like, wow, they've got a lot of cleaning up to do in-house. That was the drama of it. It started off with drama because there were some Republicans that were, I don't know what was about the vote. They wanted to vote this, they wanted to vote that, and they were basically trying to shut his ass down. And that's coming from his own party. The hell mm-hmm. with the Democrats. Your own party was trying to turn their back. They were trying to cut his ass, cut, stab him in the back right to his own convention. It didn't look good. 
really um, didn't. It played bad for somebody. And if I was an independent watching this, seeing the fact that he allowed his wife to plagiarize Michelle Obama's speech, the fact that Republicans on the floor were trying to get him cut, like it just didn't look good. And then you had Ted Cruz. <laughs> yes, and oh my boy, he was a straight out of a Housewives episode. He did some <laughs> shit that Jocelyn Hernandez would do. Like, you invite me to your event, I'll speak, I'll say something, and then get on the stage. No, I do not endorse you, bitch. That's what he did. <laughs> and I loved it. Vote your conscience. Vote your conscience. I loved it. I loved every minute of Cruz, bitter ass. I loved that it. That was awesome. I mean, I don't like him at all, but that was great no. to watch. That made for wonderful television. Mm-hmm. So they ended that, and of course, um, just like any convention, he had a slight bump in the polls. But that's what happens. Like, unless you get up there and start killing kittens on the stage, you're going to get a bump. Yeah. But, you know, you can't tell him anything because he just gets excited about any sign that people are paying attention to him and support him. So the following week was the DNC, Mm. which was um, a well-oiled machine. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay? They had real real musicians performing. They had Lenny Lenny Kravitz was there. Yes. That's my boo. Audra Day. Mm-hmm. Alicia Keys, Katy Perry. Oh shit! They had it all. They had it all. They had real celebrities. They had America Ferrera. Mm-hmm. Um, what was, I don't know the girl, but that's the, the girl from Girls. Everyone watches Girls. That was, she was with her. They had Morgan Freeman narrating the shit. When you have Morgan Freeman narrating something, it's over. It, right, you know, it's a wrap. Well, how about Shonda Rhimes? Was oh, the one yeah. who produced it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's that. They had, what, Eva Longoria. It was a big old mix of, hey, look at our diversity. <laughs> like, <laughs> everybody was represented. Although I don't recall any Native American representation. They didn't have any Natives? I, that, I mean, I watched as much as I could. Yeah. Unless it was when they just uh, herded all of the women senators on the stage. <laughs> like, you know, when they just herd everybody on. <laughs> <laughs> they all mm-hmm. stand around yeah. like one or two people talk. So, I mean, unless it was one I of those do, situations. Wait, 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 wait. No. During the states or the, something, the roll calls of the states, they had some First Nations out there. Shout out to the First Nations. And they didn't have any, like, real primetime, okay. like, love. But I, I was watching days of the shit, you know. Okay. So, you know, there was some representation. But, you know, but, but for the most part... They had a, a, a they had a trans speaker. Mhm. Yep. They sure did. Plenty of black people. Lots of black people, especially black women. So, they, you it's like he already got out convention there. First night, Michelle Obama. Well, before her was Cory Booker, who eh, I mean. I like Cory Booker, but I, I was like, I like mm, him. Yeah. I know you're not his. I, I like, like him. Corey. I just I wasn't feeling his speech so much. But I mean, I don't think it was, I don't think he was talking to me. So I guess I wasn't really supposed to like it. Yeah. I think he was speaking to white people to let them know that hey, look, you know, black people can talk to you and not be mean. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, 
it just really was the the whole entire and our forefathers when like why do we keep saying our what since when george washington is not our forefather he was he might have been the united states of america's forefather but he damn sure wasn't mine Huh? He might have owned my forefathers, but unless he was raping slaves, uh, unless that bloodline worked its way down this way, he is not my forefather. Sorry, I can't. I can't. I just can't get into that whole we our our for. You're not talking to me when we're having that conversation. Sorry. No. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that you like Cory Booker lost me on that. I wanted him to be like live on a scene rescuing somebody like taking some rescuing rescuing kittens from trees and pulling people out of uh waist high flood waters like this he's superman to me everything that I remember about him has to do with like didn't he run into a burning house and pull an old lady out he did yeah see that's that's what I wanted to see <laughs> don't say nothing just go save people on camera <laughs> <laughs> but I the, the 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 DNC the Democrats really did their thing and I have to give it to them I have to take my hat off to them they pulled out real celebrities they had skits in the middle of it they had all types of shit like the Republicans was like you know the struggle convention <laughs> really didn't ready. have any good celebrities it was just like a long drawn out angry ranting of like some old white man all of it was rally. like it was a clan a, rally yeah it was a clan but i saw a bunch of angry screaming red-faced white people with liver spots all over their faces yelling mad and angry at everybody it really sold a narrative of fear and hate and it was it was sad to watch it was like angry and sad the dnc on the other hand was like let's go america it was like watching the olympics like everyone was happy like we love america yay 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 real celebrities and then for me bill clinton did an amazing job and Michelle Obama did an amazing job. And Barack, I mean, they had the heavy hitters. Right. They had all the heavy hitters. They had Michelle Obama, the, her speech second to none. You had Barack Obama, he brought it on home and he looked good doing it. Then you had Bill looking all sweet. I could have passed on Chelsea. Chelsea, she kind of was very robotic. Like, her mother's robotic. She was, like, way more robotic. I was like, I don't know how that's possible. But they had the balloon drop from fucking heaven. They had huge balloons, small balloons. Bill was on the stage, like, making snow angels out of balloons. I was loving it. It was awesome. (laughs) Wasn't he, like, grabbing all the balloons? Yeah, well, you know what? And I watched that, and I was thinking to myself, I just enjoyed watching him be excited by balloons. He loves the balloons. I was like, girl, that's kind of crazy how much he likes the balloons. <laughs> yeah, and, but weird. I love balloons like that, too. My grandmother loves balloons. We love balloons. So I would have really, especially, I didn't know how big the balloons were. They had yeah. that big blue one. I was like, oh, that's my all shit. All the balloons and all the confetti. He was he was awesome. I mean, it, you know what tripped me out? I don't know if you watched it, but on MSNBC, I said, I swear, like, after that whole um, uh, DNC leak scandal, Mm-hmm. Where they were saying that they rigged the votes or rigged it in favor of Hillary Clinton. It seemed like MSNBC was trying to separate themselves so far from that that all they could do was criticize 
post Clintons, no matter what they said or what they did. Like, what? Uh, what's the name? Rachel Maddow was like, it could have been more of a, you know, more of a feminist kind of like, what the hell are you talking about? This has been nothing but a big old feminist speech from beginning to end. Every time you turned around, there was a woman on the stage. Every time you turned around, there was a woman representing something talking about women reminding us that she was going to break the glass ceiling like women 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 that's all this was but it's it's just not enough bill clinton i thought that he would do more well he you keep saying that she's like a big ass robot and she's not human enough and then he gives his first attempt to tell you about their origin story and the type of person that she is and that's not what you wanted you wanted to see the hard hitter and say what she's going to do well which one is it damn <laughs> robot not robot robot not robot you know you, with both of them you you have so many negatives from people there's so many people that were like i don't give a damn i hate hillary no matter what you know what i mean like there's a, there's a fraction of democrats that just don't give a damn they don't like hillary they just don't like her no matter what it's not gonna work and you know you do what you have to do and they're still not happy but it is what it is at this point it, it, you've seen it it's like the dark side versus the regular and then hillary wore like the white pants suit i thought that was perfect i thought she, she did a nice. good job it was a lot I mean, better than that meemaw pantsuit she likes to wear she looked a little <laughs> more i mean she i mean she usually looks kind of dated yeah, she looked a little bit more modern, so it it was nice. Yeah, Chelsea, she told her, you know, she's my mom's story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when she would come home, <laughs> you could tell she was no yeah. nervous or whatever. Like, what is this laughing thing you're doing? Stop! Stop. <laughs> it was really awkward. Yeah, I liked weird. her husband. Her husband, and it's like. It's funny. It's because it's like Bill and Hillary. Bill's like the human one. Hillary's like the robot one. The husband, um, Chelsea's husband, was like, like real. Like he was giving like a normal reaction to things. And then Chelsea's like, I am happy for my mom. And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, you're not really helping anybody. Like the situation back. But this maybe that's just how they are. I don't know. Yeah, and and Hillary, when she gave her speech, she was like, uh, you know, I was expecting it. She wasn't going to be... She wasn't Barack gonna, Obama. Right, she's she not wasn't Michelle going Obama. to be She's not any a great orator. Everyone said that. After Barack's speech, this man... I have a CD. When he first ran for president, hit that first um the first um election cycle, I have a CD full of his speeches. This man can give a speech even if he ain't trying. He's at the funeral of the Charleston 9 and he can he can get on stage, he can throw a song in there, Amazing Grace, that he can take you from the mountaintops. He's going to make you feel he's a great orator. Mm-hmm. He he no matter what, when he's done the White House, he was a professor. This is what he does. Hillary, she can't give a speech. She can, and when she's reading, it it flows like she's reading. You don't really feel a connection to it. I tried. She she did some good stuff. I like when she said no, Donald, because that was like a real moment, and she knew it was sassy, and she had a little sass in it. But she's just not that. You know, whatever. It is what it is. That's that's not what she does. So real quickly, Tim Kaine. When she announced that he would be her vice presidential pick, I was like, okay, K 
can't get any more white bread and mayonnaise than this. Like, mm. This is such a bland choice cucumber sandwich. That's and I was upset. I I wanted I wanted Cory Booker for disclosure. I wanted Cory's yelling ass. I wanted him, but no, I didn't get him. So. And after hearing him, and after seeing him, I like him. I think, I mean, from what I saw. Yeah, now that I like him. He's a likable guy. He's a likable guy. That's about the most that I can give him. Like, I haven't looked deep into his record and anything. I'm not hella impressed that he goes to a black church. You know? that He's been going there for 30 years. That's pretty impressive for a white guy. Out of nowhere. Yeah, but I mean, I'm not like that. He's not going to get my my endorsement because of that. <laughs> no, no. But you know what? Everybody kept saying he speaks Spanish. I don't give a fuck. He speaks Spanish. They teach him in middle school and high school. Like so, what? A lot of people speak Spanish. Does you that mean Spanish, he's down though? with the fucking essays? You speak Spanish. I don't know. You speak Spanish though. Huh? You speak Spanish though. Uh, uh, see. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, it's not enough for me to be like, oh, a lot of people speak Spanish. Do that make them them Spanish? They may like to travel in Spanish speaking spot. They may not like Spanish Hispanic people or Latinos. They just may like to go on vacation there. You know, I don't know, but whatever. But the fact that he's been going to a black church for thirty years, first of all, do you know how long and slow black churches are? Well, it's you a Catholic church. Hours of it is black a, church. It is a Catholic church, though. I don't know. They look like they had their hands raised in the. And you know black people. Yeah. You know how church for black people oh, is yeah. different. The Catholic church has a has a formula. I don't know. I never heard of a black Catholic church. I, have. I haven't been to one. Of them, you've been to one? No, I said I haven't been to one. I mean, I knew they were out there. I just never been to one. I never. I, I'm curious about that too. But they they showed the footage of him in church. The people was looking like they had the Holy Ghost. They was doing all that. So I don't know. Hmm. But it's that's it takes a lot to go to a black church. Hmm. I won't even go to a black. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I got know, stuff to do on I a Sunday. I need to know that I'm gonna be out of church in an hour and a half <laughs> flat. You ain't gonna have me in here for three, four hours. I'm not gonna do it. I can't. Sorry. <laughs> well, he also went what well, uh, when he lived in Honduras for a while doing what missionary work, or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I mean. He seems a likable guy. I felt I wasn't even gonna say nothing about him not having no lips, none <laughs> to speak of, none on record. He has zero lips on record, and I typically uh-huh. I typically don't trust any politician that has no lips. Uh-huh. Bob Ehrlich, uh-huh. former governor uh-huh. of Maryland. Yeah, he had no lips, none. Mm-mm. You can't trust nothing that comes out their mouth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyway, it so slides out them slits in their face. You talking about my? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So All right, go on. okay, so the DNC wrapped that up. That was great. Hillary did what she came to do. She got her nomination. Balloons were great. A lot of great speakers. Um, the women of the movement, the mothers of Jordan Davis, Trayvon Martin. Um, I don't think Tamir Rice's mother was there. No, she didn't go. Eric Garner's mother, Sandra Bland's mother. They were all there. Of course, Fox News, oh, hating racist ass, wasn't trying to play it. Fuck you, Fox News. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't really think there's much else to say. I mean, they had a lot of tremendous speakers. We could talk about it all night, but I'm not going to do that. 
I just no, know that. No, I mean it. It was exactly what everybody expected. Republicans with at, with the crazy Donald leading them was a crazy convention. Democrats had Hillary. She's trying to be likable. It was a likable convention. Hillary has a huge bump this week. Let's see how long it lasts. The even the, bigger than Donald's uh, boost in the polls. Bigger than and uh, the, she's ahead now. The, Coming out of it, the big story is uh, the Gold Star family, um, the Khan family that spoke at the DNC. Um, they were talking about their fallen son, who happens to be Muslim. And he was a hero, XYZ, called Donald Trump out, said, you know what, I have my copy of the Constitution, maybe you should read it. Donald did what he normally does, attacked them, and now he's being dragged by the VFW of all organizations. Oh, so this is like some real families right are coming now. for him. Like all of them yeah. are coming for him. He yeah. messed up. And, yeah. So right now there's a controversy going on, but from that, so Hillary got a bump and this out of it. So let's see what happens. The um, debates are coming up. Donald's already calling foul about the debates because it's interfering with football. I don't know. We'll he see. he's the biggest whiner, whiner in chief. Um, oh, and of course we cannot forget that. Bernie Sanders, through his support behind Hillary Clinton, even though he should have been done it, you knew you, you, come on now. Now he knew, because he said, I'm going to take it all the way to the convention. No, you're not. And he knew he wasn't. He just didn't have a game plan. Like he didn't know what he was going to do. And so then he gets to the convention and you've got the Bernie a bus crowd. Who want to act the damn fool. Threatened to walk out during her speech. Glad they got some act right. I don't know if they got their asses super glued to the chair. Or they had like tasers trained on them. And said get your ass up. If you want to you going to get these votes. But they did not get up. They did not walk out. Um, I was starting to think that maybe uh, Bernie was going to run for co-president. The way they kept bringing his name up. But I mean I get the whole thing was you wanted to bring his supporters in. To make sure they feel like they're included in this. And that they will not be forgotten. And I got that 100%. But you still have some of those Bernie or bus folks who want to say. Well if we can't have Bernie let's let's support this Jill Stein. Which come on now. Y'all know she ain't going to win shit. And the only thing that's going to happen is if you split the vote. We're going to end up with the Trump presidency. And maybe that shit won't affect you. But it'll affect the rest of us. And if you don't give a fuck about what happens to the rest of us. Under a Trump presidency. Then you're not as fucking liberal as you claim to be. Yeah and, and you know what. It's funny you should say that. Because that's similar to what D.L. Hughley said. Like you guys have the same wavelength. But he was directing it towards Bernie. Because apparently. I don't know how true this is. I just heard it on his show and some other place. But apparently Bernie immediately after the convention said. Look I'm going back to being an independent. I'm oh, not yeah. even a Democrat Democrat anymore. I don't know if that's true. But oh, yeah. um, D.L. Hughley was like. So basically you were just using us. And then you didn't get our you're what fuck the democrats like why would you do that so hold on <laughs> sorry nice my bad guys um yeah so yeah Bless anyway you. but um sorry to spread my germs to you guys but I, the same thing with them if you don't care about giving donald trump the presidency then what did you stand for from the beginning like if you're just gonna say fuck it, I'm a, I'm I'm not even with y'all no more because I didn't win, you know? Like come on guys. And I think Sarah, Sarah Silverman, I saw that part. It was really good. She was being heckled, and the Bernie people were going Bernie, Bernie, and she was like Bernie people, 
you being ridiculous and I thought that was awesome and I was like you guys kind of are you're like crying falling on the ground like this is a rock concert just let it go he didn't win let it go let it go let it go you know (laughs) exactly like of course Hillary Clinton might not be your choice but this is what you're stuck with and to say let's all vote for Jill Stein who who do any of us know who she is really and if Bernie Sanders who wasn't really I mean he had enough sense to know that if he wanted a chance to be president, he was going to have to either line himself with the Republicans or the Democrats. Otherwise, he would have ran as an independent himself. Right. And if he knew that he didn't have a chance, and if he knows that the only way that he's going to get a little bit of headway with what he wants is to align himself with Hillary Clinton, then how come y'all can't figure that shit out? Yeah. Like, why is that not clicking with you that no whoever this chick is that you want to vote na- vote for now this dr jill stein she's not going to get nothing she's not going to and i said you know what the hell kind of privilege that shit is this for you to say to me because i had somebody on twitter saying well if you would just believe in her and then, and then we can make it work i don't i i cannot i have children i am a black woman i am raising black children i cannot put their future for the next four maybe eight years in the hands of a dream because you feel like this is something that you feel strongly about i give a damn about your long shot i'm not putting everything that i have into your long shot because you're mad because basically that's only plan you got what do you have plan bernie and us uh bernie of us folks what is your strategy just be mad because and and, and when that, does just being mad get truth. anything done but that's the thing they're not gonna lose anything like they're going on this idealistic pie in the sky revolution thing like for minorities for black people people of color um muslims latinos hispanics black people this is going to be an election that if donald trump gets in this is life-changing for us and our future so we really have stuff at stake so people who don't care for hillary clinton we're making a sacrifice for our future our kids future like you don't want to raise kids we don't even know what's going to happen under a trump presidency this man is irrational unstable he's inspired people like david duke to run for president like this is going to get really fucking ugly oh and he loves him some putin Oh, and he loves, like, this is really catastrophic for us. So for you to be some, I don't know, middle class, not really affected by what's going on, but you have your heart set on Bernie, like, it's not going to affect you. You'll be fine either way. So you standing in the way of other people who are supposed to be on your team and not not giving a damn what happens to them says a lot about you. Mm-hmm. And there's that. But get it together, because y'all don't want them problems either. The man's an (laughs) idiot. And he's been saying stupid shit ever since his convention was over. His entire, every time he goes to a rally, it's like damage control and backpedaling for him. I had a laugh. I I posted on Twitter, uh, I posted on Twitter that the job of a Trump surrogate never ends. Day in, day out cleaning up his mess and i put a picture of a woman holding a big garbage bag garbage bag behind an elephant's ass while he shit because that's basically what it is you they just clean up trump Uh shit every day and he stays shitting shitty ass presidential candidate (laughs) 
I'm done. <laughs> That's enough politics. You know what? I had some other stuff that I wanted to talk about, but I'm a, we gonna wrap this up with a uh, um. Damn it! I really want to do this Millie. You know what? We might have to yes. save the Millie. You want to do the Millie tonight? Or you want to save it for next week? We might have to save it and do a special Millie <laughs> because you know who we can co- incorporate in the Millie when I find out more about what he has to do about it. Matt Damon. Have you heard about the new movie? And what's the Asian actress? Yeah. Who, yeah. Okay. So we may have to do another. Okay. We have to have a Millie edition. Millie edition. Yeah. Cause I, I'm not going to, I'm, I refuse to edit and break up another three hour long recording. No, let's not do that. Forget <sighs> that. So anyway, so, uh, I guess just to wrap it all up, just to say, get out there and vote. Yeah. You know, you ain't got to be in love with, with Hillary Clinton. I'm not, I mean, I've never hated her. But I've never been Team Hillary either. I'm on that whole, mm, I guess I'm with her yeah. thing. Especially <laughs> since, you know, your other option. Jill Stein is not an option. Bernie no. Sanders is no longer an option. You've got Hillary. You've got Trump. Yeah, that's, that's all it. you got. And at this point now, you have to be strategic with your vote. You have to ask yourself, of the two, which one would we be able to work with who would we be able to get the best out of i'm of the mindset of who could i leave my kids home alone with for a half hour i might not love hillary clinton but i know she probably do a lot better with my kids for 30 minutes than donald trump oh my god I, i wouldn't even leave my kids alone with him for five minutes she grandma I wouldn't even leave my cat with Donald Trump. He'd probably get like a crazy idea to skin him and put him on his head. Like, I, you know, it is. It's 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 real. It's, stuff is getting real, guys. And he, like I said, he's got a 50-50 shot at this. So the more people like Nick Cannon, um, <sighs> Bow Wow, oh who's mixed, not mixed, whatever, um, saying they're not going to vote, they're not going to vote, you're giving vote away. We need to come together. I, I, I was in um, New York at the beginning of the primary season with um, my fiance, soon to be husband, in a few hours. Yay! Um, yay. Um, we were downtown New York shopping, and you know, like you go to these little areas, and they, um, you, you know, you can talk to the vendors. The vendors are out there. You're haggling for deals, and there was like a lot of Muslim guys out there, and we were buying some perfume or cologne or whatever. And out of nowhere, the guy was like we need each other right now we got to come together all black people i mean all of us that aren't white and i was like it's getting real when people realize it from all walks of life when you're muslim if you're my if you're an immigrant trying to come to this country if you're an immigrant in this country if you're born an immigrant oh lord if you're a black muslim immigrant oh jesus yeah I mean, there's people like that from all walks of life that this affects. And if he's saying this stuff, and I said it before, the scariest thing to me about Donald Trump is the fact that when he becomes, if he becomes president, he's going to have access to the CIA, the FBI, NSA, to private law enforcement organizations. And he's going to be able to do whatever he wants. Flashback to Nixon and um, what was his name? 
what was the FBI director that did all the crazy shit? Was it Hoover that did um, COINTELPRO against the Black Panthers, mm-hmm. who was investigating Martin Luther King? You remember all that mm-hmm. stuff that they were doing on the low? Before that, they had the Southern Conference of, damn, I can't think of the name right now, but trying to uphold Southern you know history whatever but these people had federal powers to investigate um black people they COINTELPRO big thing they were able to infiltrate the black panthers basically dismantle them from the inside so think of Donald Trump having access to power like that where he can investigate anyone and nobody's going to know he can do what he wants think of him having that kind of control over this country where he's already said he wants police to step up enforcement in Muslim neighborhoods whatever that means where he wants to get rid of immigrants whatever that means you know what I mean so you got to really think about him having that kind of power and to me that's horrifying and he says he and, and it's not like he's playing around and just says it on the flip. He is consistent with this message. Yeah. He's very consistent and he's got a lot of support that believes like he's just he's really pitting Americans against each other. And it's crazy because I was listening to bits of some rally um that he was in. Was he in Ohio? I don't remember where he was, Colorado, I don't know. But the chant coming from his republican supporters was lock her up lock her up that's all they kept whenever he mentioned hillary clinton the only thing they said was lock her up it was like damn break out the pitchfork and the and the torches yeah it was like a witch hunt right really literally and then you listen to um hillary clinton i think she was in nebraska today and you hear them chanting usa usa like it's such a stark difference between these people who are blindly following him on this hate this hate rant that he's on like it's the hate tour yeah it's essentially what it it is is. and then you've got the democrats who are now carrying the mantle that the republicans were supposed to be they were supposed to be all americans for 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 god and country for um you know usa the no one's better than this country they were supposed to be this and now the Democrats and Hillary Clinton has taken that completely over and the GOP is now the party of the boogeyman. Yeah. He, he did, um, this week, Donald Trump called for Putin and the Russians to step up their hacking of the DNC and the Democrats. They asked, he, he said, oh, because he got backlash and he said, I'm being sarcastic. You ask a foreign country to hack your rival in a sarcastic, sarcastic way, air quotes, and that's what happened. So, just so you, this man cannot be trusted. Yeah. He, people were saying this is borderline treason. Even if you know you don't, you hate the Democrats, you're still an American. Russia and America has a really sketchy history going back and forth to the Cold War, and the fact that you would call them out to be like well help me out when I mean he has no moral compass he has no boundaries so giving him power like he said at his convention he's the only one that can fix the country he's he's all about him he's self-centered um even when he was introducing his running mate Mike Pence or whatever the fucking guy's name is 
it was like 45 minutes of Donald Trump and then my boy Mike Pence on the side. Like, he doesn't care about anybody else but himself. This is dangerous. Mm-hmm. And we just got out of two wars. We're still having active stuff. Like, we bombed Libya today, assisted in bombing limited. But we just came from two wars. This guy being our president is guaranteed we're going into World War Three. Oh, yeah. <laughs> guaranteed. I mean, his mouth alone is going to write a check we can't cash. Yep. If you're saying... That's right. Uh, he didn't just say, go ahead and find these emails. He says, find these emails, and I'm sure our journalists will repay you for it. Yeah. That sounds like a bribe. Like, seriously. And you, can't, yeah. and you can't come back and say, well, that was uh, me being sarcastic. If you that if you say that you are now in a place where you're going to prove how presidential you are, no president can say that. Yeah, you have to be measured. You have to be if you you know like regular jobs. You know how the average person you're at your job. You know you're at a call center. You work at fucking uh, CVS or whatever. There's a lot of stuff you probably want to say to people. To get smart with you or whatever you, you know but you don't you know enough to say look i'm at work i can't speak my mind like this he doesn't care he says what he wants if he's at work but his job is the highest office in the land the one with the most responsibility the most people depending on it if you were you if you weren't you couldn't be allowed to do that kind of stuff at your job at fucking marshall's or at the hospital why would you trust someone like him to do and speak however the fuck he wants in the white house the place with the most repercussions i mean i know we're preaching to the choir here but y'all got a um nerdy black chick nation sound the alarm this is not a joke this is going to affect us for a long time and it's going to get really bad gonna get bad y'all keep playing around talking about and if you are considering that you're just going to vote third party or you're just going to not vote at all if you don't care, I can't. We can't make you care about the presidential election. Can't do it. We've already stated the case. But if nothing else, go out and vote along. Look at the down ticket. Even with Hillary Clinton in office, if you have the same Republicans in the con in the Congress. You, we're going to be stuck with the same damn thing. Yeah. So that has to change too. It's not enough to go and vote a new president in. There, there has to be. We got a clean house. We got a clean house everywhere, even on local levels. Um, and I know we're about to shut it down, but I want to bring up, and we're gonna have to talk about this another day too. But Jack Young in Baltimore City, I need to have a whole rant on his ass promised to raise the minimum wage and now he's going against it get these motherfuckers who don't have your best interest at heart out of there we got to be conscious we got to pay attention so vote 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 pay attention do the right thing as cruz says vote your conscious and then add to your conscious your fucking brain do let's do the right thing let's get involved people do the right thing we're gonna leave it at that 
want to thank you so much for listening, sharing the link, downloading, getting the word out. If you love the show, if you like the show, please give us a five-star rating on whatever platform it is that you're listening to our podcast. Um, you can even leave a nice little review, and if you do that, we'll read it on air if it's nice. Ain't going to read nothing crazy. Ain't done it before. Ain't going to start doing it now. And, um... Yeah, hit us up at jtolmedia at gmail.com. And again, make sure you like our Facebook page and follow us on our uh, various social media outlets. And as we always end the show, we thank you so much. Goodbye and good night.